Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Brandon Bolden over his shoulder. Got two feet down inside the pylon. And for the first time in 2022, the Raiders in the end zone. Carr claps his hands. Now gets the ball. Back to pass again. Fires towards the end zone. Adams reaches. Grubbs! Diving grab for his first Raiders touchdown just inside the pylon. What a throw and catch. The Fresno connection works for the Raiders. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. Beautiful thing about football is it's once a week, right? Obviously without the bye week, but it's once a week. So we are on Thursday now. That means we're closer and closer and closer to another Raiders game day. And I do believe that a lot of Raider Nation now has put what happened on Sunday behind them and looking full forward, all the way forward on the Arizona Cardinals, the next team up on the schedule for the Silver and Black. Welcome into Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Damon Cotton, your boy Q, both in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Uh, got a lot for you on this Thursday. Excited about it. And I just, I love knocking these shows out. Not because I want to get through it. But I like knocking these shows out because every time we knock a show out, I realize we're that much closer to a game day and we get to see the product put out on the field. And I do believe that the Raiders are going to put out a much better product than you saw on Sunday against the Chargers. I just think that that week of putting in some work and actually having real game reps is going to do them some good. And so I'm just excited, excited about everything that they have going forward. Again, the season's a long marathon. It's not a sprint. It's not determined in week one. So I think that they'll put a, a good foot forward this upcoming week at Allegiant Stadium. So we're here to talk with, with you for the next three hours. Matter of fact, a little bit beyond three hours on today's show. So coming up on the show at 2.30, we'll continue to look at the Arizona Cardinals. Got my guy Bo Brock from uh, Phoenix Sports. He's going to join us to talk all things Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, we had a, a little preview from Ed Smith on Wednesday's show, and he was very doom and gloom. And then I went and did a, a crossover edition on my Lockdown Raiders podcast, and Alex Clancy, who's been on this show multiple times, he was kind of not doom and gloom as much as Ed was, but he was still pretty low on the Arizona Cardinals. So I want to see if this is a theme, right? I want to see if everyone we talk to is very low on the Cardinals. And it's just, it's hard for me to to really believe that that they could be that bad when you've only seen one one game, right? I mean, just like the Raiders took an L on Sunday, I don't think they're a bad team. I think the Raiders are a really good team. It's hard for me to believe that the Cardinals are as bad as what we've been hearing, but I'm not there every day. I'm not there at practice. I don't hear what the coaches are saying. I don't hear what the players are saying. I don't know. So we'll continue to get a preview of the Arizona Cardinals. Bo Brock will join us at 2.30 from Phoenix Sports to talk all things Cardinals. And then tomorrow we'll have a Cardinals guest to close out the week, give us an update on the injury report, who's playing, who's not playing as far as uh, they're concerned. And, you know, like I said, we're going to finish off this week really strong, head into the weekend and get ready for the game on Sunday. So Bo Brock joins us at 2.30. At 3 o'clock, we'll have cover three. But the, the way we're going to do cover three today uh, I'll probably give you a couple little nuggets that, that are, are, are scattershot around the league, but I want you to hear the phone call between Devontae Adams and Fresno State. Fresno State is retiring Devontae Adams' number at a game sometime this year, and so and it'll probably be during the bye week. That makes the most sense to me because, well, Devontae Adams won't be busy during the bye week. So I don't know when it's going to be, but the conversation that they had, and the Raiders put it out on their Twitter account, was really cool. So we'll do, like I said, a couple nuggets around the league, a little NFL news and notes. But for the most part, you're going to hear the conversation about three-minute call, and you'll just hear how happy and excited Devontae Adams was when he found out the news about his number getting retired at Fresno State. So you do that. We'll hear that around 3 o'clock. 
3.30. I don't know if you noticed, but the WNBA, the season's almost over, right? The finals are going on right now. The Aces are up 2-0 against the Connecticut Sun. Tonight's game is back in Connecticut. So at 3.30, we'll talk to Andrea Carter from ESPN. She's been here in Vegas multiple times. She does a fantastic job on the .com and on the network as well. She's a sideline reporter for football. She's a sideline reporter for basketball. Does a whole lot. She's on the radio. Just, I mean, super, super busy. So Andrea will join us at 3.30 to talk about tonight's Game 3 and what she's seeing between the Aces and the Sun. We'll really get a preview of what the game will be like later on this evening that you can hear on our sister station tipping off at 6 o'clock. 4 o'clock, Lincoln Kennedy, Raiders Radio Broadcast Network. He joins us every Tuesday and Thursday at 4 o'clock, so he'll join us today at 4, talk about, really talk about the Arizona Cardinals and what he's looking for uh, as an analyst from his point of view, how he thinks the team will improve, all that good stuff. We'll talk to Lincoln at 4 o'clock last week, or last on Tuesday. We got a chance to talk to him, but it was probably about five or six minutes. We just couldn't connect right away, and we only had a couple minutes to get to him. So uh, we'll have a better, a longer conversation with Lincoln Kennedy coming up at 4 o'clock. And then at 4.30, Vinny Bonsignor from the RJ and also Radio Nation Radio 920, the morning tailgate. He'll join us to talk about what he's seeing at practice, what he's hearing from players, He's in the locker room. Locker room time has been, well, kicked back a little bit later and later, and I don't know what's going to – I mean, at some point, the Raiders are going to have practice so late, we're going to do this show, and I'm going to still be able to go to practice. I mean, at some point, they're going to get so late on this practice. I think today, uh, locker room access is 3 o'clock to 3.45, and it's just continuing to get later and later and later. And I don't really know if that's going to continue. I'm hoping not because last Friday I was able to have locker room access, and we had some really good stuff. I'm hoping – to get that again tomorrow. We haven't found out what the time is, what the availability is for tomorrow, but I'm hoping that that's going to be the same case and I'm able to get in there and talk to about four or five different people in the locker room like we did a week ago. And that's what you got to do. If you're in the locker room, you can't just stand there and get one person or two people and then call it a day. You got 45 minutes. You got to get on your horse, right? You got five minutes for this person, four minutes for this person, five minutes for that person. I mean, boom, 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 boom. That's what you got to do. And I know it's not that easy because, you know, the, a lot of the players don't want to talk. Some of them say, oh, yeah, as soon as I'm getting done getting dressed, well, we'll talk. And, again, you do have a time period. So, you know, you try to do the best you can. But, man, if I'm getting in that locker room, I'm going to get at least four or five players. Right? So, hopefully, that'll be the case tomorrow. I'm able to do that and get, and get in there. But Vinny will kind of give us the sights and sounds of what's going on uh, with the Raiders at practice today. I saw uh, Tashawn Reed put out a tweet about Trayvon Merrick wasn't at practice today. Denzel Perryman wasn't at practice today. Andre James wasn't at practice today. So basically, the guys that weren't at practice yesterday are the same guys that weren't at practice today. And that's, you know, unfortunate, especially when you look at Andre James. He's a starting center. He's going through concussion protocol. He can't do anything about it except for once he clears protocol, then he can, he can be good to go. So he can't say that, hey, I feel great. No worries. I'm good to go. Doesn't matter. Until he clears protocol, he's stuck on the shelf. Trayvon Merrick, that's a, starting, that's a starting safety. He hasn't missed a game in his pro career, right? And I know it's a short career, but he's a big-time player. And, you know, to not have him out there I think is a big deal. The one good thing about that is Jerron Harmon will get the start if Trayvon Merrick can't go. And I do feel very confident in Jerron Harmon. But I still think it's a big deal to have Trayvon Merrick out there. So that's big. Denzel Perriman, we know what he brings to the table, right? We talked about uh, Luke Masterson. We talked about Darian Butler a lot, right? 
I mean, those guys might be pushed into action. They might have to play if Denzel Perryman can't go. Uh, he's dealing with the ankle injury. He dealt with the ankle injury last year. So hopefully he's going to be okay and he's able to go, but he was not at practice today. So uh, we'll get all the sights and sound from practice with Vinny Bonsignor. We'll do that at 430. And then just like we did on Tuesday when the Aces played, we're going to talk and we're going to stay on the radio until a little bit after 5 o'clock. At 5 o'clock, we're going to talk to T.C. Martin. He's the voice of the Las Vegas Aces. He's going to sit down at the table with Coach Becky Hammond. And they're going to have their little pregame interview. So you'll hear that interview right here on Radio Nation Radio 920. And then we'll sign off right after that. And then you can hear the game on our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas. So a lot to get to on today's show. Of course, we want to hear from you throughout the course of the show at 702-365-9200. And Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword r Again, we're in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Uh, I don't know if I'll be in the studio today, tomorrow. Because if I have an opportunity to be in the locker room, please believe that's where I'm going to be. But today, it's great to be back into the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, being across from DeMar Cotton. And so we want to hear from you throughout the course of the show. So let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. So I wanted to bring this to the table. It's not very difficult, right? I mean, it's something that you've probably been thinking about all week long. But for the Raiders to win on Sunday, in your opinion, Raider Nation, what has to happen? It's that simple. What has to happen for the Raiders to come away with the victory? I'll tell you off top, I feel very confident about this game for multiple reasons. I feel very confident about this game going into Sunday. I think the Raiders are going to play a whole hell of a lot better than they did last Sunday. I think they'll get off to a better start. That's going to be one of my biggest keys. Get off to a fast start. They got off to a good start with their, with their offense between the 20s. But, unfortunately, and Fabian, I'm sure he's probably rolling around somewhere thinking, damn it, Q, it's that minus four, it's that minus four. Once they got into the red zone, they weren't able to cash in with that touchdown. Jacob slips, and then Derek Carr throws the ball behind Darren Wallace, so they have to settle for a field goal. I think that was huge. Even though it was the first offensive drive for the Raiders, I think that was huge. If you cash in with a touchdown right now, everyone's on the sideline. They're jumping up and down. They're not feeling like they they may be a little rusty. Everybody's feeling a lot better than themselves. When they get three and just tie it up, it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> right? Cool. Game tied. Let's get back out there again and try to you know get in the end zone. I think that that was huge, and that was the opening offensive drive. Of course, the Chargers were the ones who, who received the ball. The, uh, the, the Raiders won the, the toss. They deferred to the second half. I would do that every single time, every time. If I'm an NFL team and I win the coin toss, I'm deferring every time. I promise you. Coming out the locker room, I think, is way more important than getting the ball to start the game. Because you know you're going to get the ball, right? You know you're going to get the ball. Even if you give up seven on the first drive, you know you're going to get the ball next. Coming out of the locker room, it's something different. You've played two quarters. You've got a kind of good sense of what's going on. You make some adjustments, boom, you get the ball. If you're lucky, you get an opportunity at the end of the half to maybe score and double down and get the ball back, right? Steal a possession. I would do that every single time. And twice on Sunday. Like, I would never, ever change my, my approach. I had a, it was funny, I had a, a, a coach, a high school coach, Scott Stewart from Temple High School. He used to tell me all that. It was funny, we'd do the pregame interview, and I'd always say, Coach, if you win the toss, you know what you're going to do? And he'd look at me and go, Q, you know I know what I'm going to do. Every single time, he would defer to the second half. I would do the same thing. If I'm going to win, I don't care who I'm playing. I don't care if I'm playing the NFL. You know what I mean? If it's me, Damon, and, and Ari, against the rest of the league, <laughs> I'm, I'm still deferring, right? <laughs> I'll take my chances in the second half. But no, seriously, I, I would always do that, and I think that the Raiders should as well. So I, I appreciate it when they did that, but that first offensive drive, they should have cashed in with seven instead of getting three. 
Yeah, it's funny that you say that about deferring until the second half because maybe even if you've got like such a great script, you know that those first 10, 15 plays yeah. are going to work, it's still going to be those first 10 or 15 plays right. even when you get the ball back exactly. after what the other team's done for the first drive. Man, every time? I don't know, maybe. Every time. Every There's time. not one time. I, like I said, I don't care who I'm playing. There's not a team in the league that I look at and say, oh, man, better get the ball first before them. Why? Why? It's like... And I know this is totally different, but it's like when I would play, you know, pick up hoops or whatever, and they're like, oh, you shoot for the ball? And I was like, no, go ahead. Like, you could have mm. it, right? I mean, you could have it. I'm going to get it, <laughs> right? I'm going to get it. I'm just going to get it next. You can have it. That's cool. Not a big deal. And, you know, when you do that, you kind of have that, you kind of get that sense where the other person's like, well, damn, why is he so confident that I can have the ball first? Because you ain't going to score no way. I mean, that's, you know, that's my thought. I think that that kind of, okay, hey, they're going to give it to us. They don't think that our offense is that good. Or they just want to get in the second half. I, I just think that that's what you should always do. But that's just me. No, that's good strategy because even let's – I know we're not trying to look back on Sunday. Right. But let's say you, you hold the Chargers to a field goal and it's just that they ain't that bad. Right. They ain't, you know, held them to a field goal. That was easy. Right, exactly. Now let's go down, down the field, get a touchdown, and then all of a sudden they're thinking, wow, not only did they give us the ball first, we didn't get in the end zone, they did. So I, I just think it's a little bit of my strategy. But that's, you know, again, we're just – we're trying to break it down and think about it the way we would do it, and obviously they get paid the big bucks to make it happen. But uh, I want to know, Raider Nation, I want to hear from you. 702-365-9200-69187, keyword R&R. For the Raiders to come away with the win on Sunday, to improve to 1-1, one and one, I hope that Raider fans don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe that is. Everyone's saying how bad the Cardinals are. I don't think that they're that bad. I think that they have some holes in their team. I think every team in the league, is got some holes in it, right? I think the Raiders have some holes. I think we could break those down. We all pretty much know what those holes are. I don't think they're as bad as everyone's talking about, so I don't want people to go to the game and be like, oh, this is a dub. This is easy. Going to run these guys out the gym, right? Like, I, I just, I caution you. When you think that it's an easy dub, the Giants game happens. When you think it's an easy dub, the Bears game happens. When you think it's an easy dub, the Washington football team game happens. I mean, right? I mean, all these games... I thought were dubs for the Raiders, and I thought they were going to be pretty easy dubs. And guess what? Every one of those were L's. I know that this is the NFL, and every team's playing hard. Every team wants to win. Every team thinks that, hey, we can, there's a path for us to win the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. But what I really want to talk to Bo about is just what's the identity of this team? Like the offseason, we they, they let Chandler Jones go, and it's just, hey, that's a head-scratcher. And then no one expects for maybe the best player on your team to be suspended. For the first, what's it, six, eight games first of the season? First six games, yeah. Yeah, nobody it plans for that to happen. The Raiders' season would look really different right now if Devontae Adams was right. out for the first six games of the season. Yeah, yeah. But what was the plan coming into this season for the Cardinals? After talking to Ed, it sounds like they were just, hey, we got Kyler Murray, even though he's a bit of a knucklehead, you know, he's a bit immature, right. but we believe in him in this offense. And it seems like that was their entire plan coming into this season. I'll tell you right now, I'm very surprised if we could talk to Bo about this. One, first of all, the Cardinals are a very good road team. We talked about this yesterday. 8-1 and one on the road. That's pretty stinking good, right? Pretty stinking good. Guess what? They're on the road this week. So that's mm -hmm. something to pay attention to. But they're a very good road team, so we'll talk about that. I'm still surprised. I really am that Cliff Kingsbury is still the head coach of the Cardinals. I really am. And I'm not trying to throw dirt on the guy. I'm not. I he's know, your Brandon Staley. He's he, right, right, exactly. Yeah, you have you have issues with Brandon Staley. I have massive in, issues with Cliff Kingsbury. I just don't think he's that good. Sure. I saw him. I saw him up close to personal. He's at Tech. He had Patrick Mahomes. He couldn't win. Right. 
I heard JT's interview earlier today with head coach Josh McDaniels and great stuff. And at some point, we might just go ahead and run that interview. That was a really good one-on-one interview, JT and Josh McDaniels. And, and Josh and the, and the Patriots actually drafted Cliff Kingsbury. So Josh has been around the league on the coaching staff for a very long time. And so it was so funny when, you know, Josh McDaniels is never going to say anything bad or bulletin board material. And he's like, hey, yeah, you know, he did this. He, was, he, he started with New England. He went there. Then he got to the coaching ranks, went to Texas Tech and had a lot of success. And I was like, no, nah, he didn't, coach. <laughs> no, nah, he didn't have a lot of success there, coach. He got coach. the job. He got fired. <laughs> he got fired because he wasn't very good. And he had Patrick Mahomes. And then he went to USC and he, he, he actually fell forward. This guy gets fired as the head coach at Texas Tech, goes to USC, is going to be the OC, and before he ever is the OC for one snap, he gets a head coaching job in the NFL. Like, that dude fell forward. That's like me getting fired, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, Q, you're fired. We're going to hire you over here, which is an even better job, and you're going to make even more money. No, let's say if they were like, you know what you'd be doing it? You'd be great at anchoring SportsCenter. Right. It's like, what? You just fired me because I was terrible at my job, and now I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm getting fired up? Cool. Great. I wonder but, what he did in that interview. Man. He's it had to have been magical. I don't know what it is, but he's always been Captain Cool. That's what they always called him, even back at Tech. You know, they said that he could always recruit whoever he wanted to because he'd just go into mom and dad's living room and he'd just walk in. You know, he's the coolest dude. He's a good-looking guy. You know, he just sit there, put his uh, penny loafers up on the table or whatever like that. And, oh, yeah, let's go play for Cliff. He just was not a very good coach. Just not a very good coach. I've never believed in Cliff Kingsbury. I was really surprised when Arizona, uh, they, they hired him. I was really surprised that they stuck around with him, right? I just super surprised. But again, I'm not trying to make this a Cliff Kingsbury bashing moment, but he's just, he's, you said it right. He is my Brandon Staley. He's the guy that just, I don't understand it. I don't get it at all. How he still has a job in the NFL, especially after the couple seasons where he starts off hot and then he, and then he fails. It's funny. Now that I like dogged him and talked so much mess about him, now they're going to go in with a great game. or You know what I mean? Like That's always – because remember when I talked bad about Eli Apple and also Eli Apple became like the guy? He's up there coming up with interceptions. I was like, oh, that guy's terrible. He's trash. Da, 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 da. I'm, I'm, I'm giving this dude the business. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, Eli Apple, just what a great game he just had. It always happens. So I better stop talking about Cliff Kingsbury because that, that just might happen. But Raider Nation, we want to hear from you. 702-365-9200, Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. If we don't hear from you, I'm going to keep talking about Cliff Kingsbury, and I don't want to keep doing that, and that's, that would be a bad decision. Glenn in San Jose hit us up on the Sam and Ash text line. Say, what up, Q? What up, Damon? The key to victory would be Derek not holding on to the ball so long and just exploit Arizona secondary. And, Glenn, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you started us off like that. And we'll talk to Bo about it coming up in a few minutes. I think that that's going to be a big key because Arizona likes to blitz so much. So if you know that these guys are blitzing, how do you defend the blitz? You get the ball out of your hand quickly. So I think the hot routes are going to be open all day. I really do. I feel like this might be the game where Hunter Renfro has like mm-hmm. 10 catches, right? Or, or a back might have, you know, five or six catches. And I don't know if Brandon Bolden's going to be playing. He was out again at practice today. He wasn't there. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. But they have a plethora of running backs. So I feel like a guy like Hunter, even a guy like Darren. And hell, Devontae, he gets off the line of scrimmage and gets open so quickly. I feel like those hot routes are going to be open all day because of that blitz. So I think that you don't have to worry about Derek holding on to the ball long this game. I think it's going to choom, choom, choom. It's going to be like darts. It's just going to come out. This is the game that people, we heard it all week so far. Where's the screen game? Where's the screen yeah. game? Yep. 
This could be the Amir Abdullah game where it's just a couple of big plays. I'm not saying he's yes, going to have like good three touchdowns. Good, that's a great player I right expect there. him to have like a couple of big plays in this game where it's just wow. like, man, what a good pickup, Amir Abdullah. Because I, th- I don't think Brandon Bowen's going to play, actually. I don't because either. Because he had the hamstring right. injury. I don't either. That's a, that's a great pick right there, Amir Abdullah. We might talk about this on the show tomorrow. Who's the guy that we'll be talking about on Monday? Amir Abdullah, very easy. That's a good one. Really good one. Uh, Raider at T hit us up on the Sandwich and Ash text line as well. The D-line needs turnovers. DC4 needs to let it rip. He is an accurate quarterback. He has the skill. Trust in Jacobs. Raider at T breaking it down right there. Yeah, turnovers has got to be a key. They didn't have turnovers outside of the fourth down stop. They didn't create any turnovers on Sunday. Got to create some turnovers, man. You got to get the ball on a short field a couple times. You know, and, and Derek's good. I, I, I've... I don't know why I'm so confident that Derek's going to be fine, but I'm so confident he's going to be fine. Maybe because it's been a week of him getting bashed. I'm fine with him. He's going to be okay. He's going to go out there and do what he does. I have no doubt about it. Derek Carr's going to be just fine. And we're going to get people calling on Monday and be like, oh, I knew it was just a one bad game from Derek. Man, I love Derek. Derek's the man, you know, man. So glad we have that leader on the team. Got that quarterback, man. He saved the, you know, we're going to hear all that on Monday. I feel yeah. I feel confident in that because he's easily as capable of making that. What was the game against the Eagles where he was thirty of right. thirty three, like right. one of the best yep. completion percentages in NFL history? Right. He's just as easy to have a game like that as you to see last week with three interceptions, which is an anomaly because he's really good at taking care of the ball when it comes to the interceptions. I'm going to say right now he has no picks on Sunday, none. I think he leaves the game. I'll say it right now. I think that. After the after this game on Sunday, he'll have three touchdowns on the season. No, he's already thrown two. No, he'll have four touchdowns on the season, and he'll only have three picks. So he'll throw two more two more uh, touchdown passes this upcoming Sunday, and he won't have any picks. That's that's my bold step out there on a the branch. Two touchdowns. Yeah, two <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> Going real far out on that limb, Q. Go way far out on that limb. But that's what I think he's going to do. We'll talk about more of that on tomorrow's show. But, yeah, I want to hear from you, Raider Nation, 702-365-9200. Again, always having some fun uh, on a Thursday here on Raider Nation Radio 920 and Necessary Roughness. Damon, who we got up first on the phone line? Passionate Raider. Passionate Raider. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? What's up, Q? Hey, Q. I, I, man, I ain't going to be that man calling in next week saying nothing, Q. I know. I know. I'm just saying. But, hey, <laughs> D.C., I, I think Josh is going to really have to kind of take the ball out of D.C.'s hands this week. And I want to see if he's going to lie. Last week, we seen him try to pass the ball all game long. This week, I want to kind of see what these guys could do in the run game. Because we did see every time Josh touched the ball last week, what did you say he had to mind? 7.3 yards per carry? So I want to see, like, why is it so hard just to run the ball to throw the ball? Why do we have to make it? Why does Derek have to make it so dang hard? Run the ball to throw the ball. You run the ball to throw the ball, opens everything up. So I'm just still, I'm still going to beat this horse, you. I'm just still confused on what the heck we saw on Sunday. Because as many games as we've seen D.C. play, man, we've never seen a man play like that. I've never seen him play like that. But it also just makes me think, I mean, if we do not come out and handle business, you said it too, we, we've done dead thinking we're going to mock teams over, we should win them, and we lose. If we really, if something happens to you and we lose this game, I mean, we're going on nine years now <laughs> with a guy that, I mean, I mean, I mean, we can't be down 0-2 this year. We can still just say it's 0-2, but this is a different 0-2. This isn't just a regular 0-2 season, I mean. Well, we all know what the stakes are with, with, with the coaches we have in, with, with, the, with the product we have on the field. 
0-2 is not going to taste good. And, and, and I don't put nothing past Kyler Murray, man. He is a stud, man. He, he He's trying to have a breakout game. So right. this, this game, man, we got two quarterbacks right now that are going head-to-head, and they're both in the doghouse. Who's going to come out, and who wants it more? Derek, you're at home. Let's go, man. Kyler who? Let's go. In our house. No excuses, Q. No, this game better be a walkthrough. We better handle business from the first night of the ball. That's it, right? I, I won't accept nothing else, Q. I don't want no field goal with one second left. It has to be a full, you know what, second <laughs> where the sun don't shine. Let's go. There he goes right there. Passionate Raider, fire it up, fire it up. And, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I don't think that the team is going to start out 0-2. I really don't. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how the game goes and we'll see how it shakes out. And we'll see uh, who performs well, who doesn't. We'll talk about it on Monday. But, yeah, I, I don't think that you'll have to worry about starting off 0-2. I just, I just, again, I feel like the Raiders are really going to show out in their home stadium and their home season debut. Let's go back out to the phone lines real quick. Who we got up next? Mike, here in Vegas. Mike, in the 702, what's on your mind, my man? I am ready. Okay, the Raiders didn't play good last Sunday. I think this Sunday they will definitely take care of the Arizona Cardinals. They have so many problems in their secondary. They're they're, they're lacking a, a good wide receiver. My concern is not so much uh, Sunday's game. With the problems on the offensive line, the Raiders might have a difficult time winning 10 games, uh, but I think they'll beat uh, Arizona and Lee something like 35 to 17. All right. Good call. Appreciate you. I actually, uh, on my podcast, I, I said that they were going to win. What did I say? 34, 17. I think I said 34, 17 or 34, 21. One of the two. I think that they win pretty easily. I, I really do. And it's not because Arizona is not a good team. I just think that the Raiders get their stuff together offensively. I really do. And they start clicking again. I just, I, I will continue to say that that week one performance, especially early on, was because they had no action in the preseason. I, I I will go to my grave and tell you that. I don't care what coach tells me that's not the truth. I'll tell you, I don't care what analyst says that that's not true. That's fine. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, and I respect everyone's opinion. I just think with everything new that the Raiders had, they needed a little bit of time to see how it all works, what it all looks like. Look, we're getting new studios here at the radio station, and you know what we have set up for everybody? Training. You know why? Because we have to learn the new equipment, right? So that's what they were doing, but they were doing it on the fly. They were learning the new equipment. And we know one piece of the new equipment worked really well. Carter Adams, that worked fantastic. Everything else, the nuances of this offense, not so much. So that's what I, I, I look at it like. When you get something new, you got to test it out. You got to, you know, you got to ride it around a little bit so you know the bells and whistles, how everything works. If you don't know how things work, you know, you'll be like you'll be like me when half the time I don't know what the hell my car can do or something because I haven't done it yet, right? <laughs> right? There's times I call my mom. I was like, Mom, uh, does your car do this? Wait, hold on. Wait. And then she'll call me. Son, does your car do this? Right? I mean, it's like because we haven't really tried it enough. Sometimes you just got to test that thing out. You got to, you know, figure out what it could do. One quick text. Jordan in Southern Utah. Cue the key to the game is the left side of the line. Playing better. Arizona doesn't have the same caliber edge rushers as the Chargers, so I think we'll be we'll see a better job holding down the left side. That's Jordan in Southern Utah. Thank you so much for that text. 226 is the time. When we come back, Bo Brock, Phoenix Sports. He'll join us, talk all things Arizona Cardinals. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. 
love our fans here in Las Vegas. You know, they, you know, when we when we came here, no one knew the home field advantage. What would that be like? Would it be the same as Oakland? And Oakland was a special place, you know. Uh, but being here in Vegas, they've been every every bit uh, the Raider Nation, and it's been loud and it's been exciting. And hopefully, it'll be an advantage for us again this year. But I'm excited to have our fans back. Back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Raiders Cardinals, Legion Stadium. You can hear that game broadcast right here on Raider Nation Radio 920 on Sunday. Very excited about that. So got to, of course, talk to someone who's covering the Arizona Cardinals and give us an insight on what the Raiders should expect and what Raider Nation should expect to see at Allegiant Stadium. And right now we're joined on the phone lines by our guy, Bo Brock, from Phoenix Sports. And Bo, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. And full disclosure, Bo used to be my uh, my lockdown partner. Now he's uh, Phoenix Sports. Bo, how's the new gig going for you, man? I haven't talked in a minute. Man, things are going great here covering this team. A little uneven as far as the treat the preseason and the week one, but still excited to be covering football every day and talking to you today in the Raider Nation. Yeah, no doubt about it. We got to get a good idea about this Arizona Cardinal team. We've talked to multiple people that cover the team. We've read stuff about the team and. Bo, everything I'm understanding is, is it almost feels like it's doom and gloom right now and the sky is falling with the Cardinals. Is that the is that the feeling that you're getting from the fan base as well? Yeah, they're trending in the exact wrong direction right now. But, you know, that can be remedied by one thing, Q, and that's a big W on Sunday. I mean, this team, since the end of last season, has just been struggling ever since DeAndre Hopkins went down to an injury, a knee injury at that point, and things were just kind of festering and going the wrong way. They had the blowout loss to the Rams in the wild card round and a weird kind of country club type training camp in preseason followed up by a dud against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs last week. And there's not a whole lot of uh, excitement and, and optimism as far as this team goes. But a guy like Kyler Murray, who just secured the bag, has the, a huge opportunity to kind of right this ship for his team and kind of play that savior role. And, you know, like week one is, is such a weird week for so many teams, and it, it can be an anomaly every once in a while. Like we remember seeing the Jaguars win the first game and then go 0-15 after that. So the Arizona Cardinals, like they can, they can help themselves out with a, with a strong performance, maybe not even a dub against the Raiders on Sunday. They just need to play a lot better, especially on that defensive side of the football. Was that dud that happened against the Kansas City Chiefs, was that more the Chiefs are just a really good team, or was that, you know, hey, the Cardinals have some pretty big holes? Yeah, Q, we were talking to defensive coordinator Vance Joseph today, and he said it was a mix uh, between the Cardinals playing poorly and the Chiefs just being elite. Like, they were just on point in, in every facet, especially on the offensive side of the football. Patrick Mahomes, even when facing pressure, knew exactly what to do with the football. I mean, you guys see it twice a year. You know what this guy at what he's capable of and what he does to it, it makes a lot of teams look that bad. But no, I mean there was there was some serious issues as far as this defense goes. There's a there was a, a lot of a whole lot of expectations on a pair of first round linebackers and Isaiah Simmons and David Collins and Collins might have had one of his better games. Wasn't maybe not earning that first round grade, but Isaiah Simmons and he'll admit this played like crap. He was awful. He, I mean he was you know maybe not put the best situation to succeed he had to cover a guy who's probably going to be wearing a yellow jacket at some point in Travis Kelsey the tight end position but he just did not look good you know he's got the green dot on his helmet he's the guy that's barking the defense to the you know to the rest of the guys out there the communication wasn't good and their attention to detail wasn't good so 
you know, this is a team that has some interesting pieces on that side of the football, but they have to kind of play above expectations, and, and they fell short of those, and it's just not a good mix, you know, against one of the elite offenses in, in the league like they did against the Chiefs. Talking all, talking all things Cardinals right now with Bo Brock from Phoenix Sports here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. You mentioned Isaiah Simmons. You mentioned Zayvon Collins. Those are two guys that I really like coming out of college, going into the draft. Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson and Collins out of Tulsa. I haven't heard enough about them, Bo. What is going on? Is is the development just not coming along as quickly as it should? I mean, both of these guys were high draft picks. No, it's a great point. I mean, it's the, the development is the key word there. I mean, and it's not happening between the years. Because physically, you know those guys are bust with everything that you want. And in then some, as far as uh, football players go, good size, athleticism, speed. Uh, they excelled at the college level. Um, but they just don't know on a play-to-play basis what their role should be. Like, you see hesitation out there far too often with both these players, and you know that out there on the NFL football field, on the playing field, if you hesitate the slightest, you'll get blown up. You know, you'll get, you'll get taken. A hat will be put on the hat, and you'll be taken out of the play completely. I thought David did a little bit better job, but, you know, he played a career-high 96% of the snaps on, on Sunday, and, but it was Simmons was just kind of re- really, really taking advantage of Like, they were picking on him. That, that's, you don't ever want that to happen, especially a guy that you utilize an eighth overall pick for. Um, you know, they're confident that he can bounce back, but, you know, he's going to have to go a long way. I mean, the, the job doesn't get any easier. I know it's Travis Kelsey last Sunday, it's Darren Waller this upcoming <laughs> Sunday, and Vance Joseph said, you know, we drafted him to, to cover tight ends, and if he can't do that, you know, what's his role going to be after that? So, you know, they're really trying to figure out how, where these guys belong and how they can impact the game each and every game day, each and every week. Yeah, Bo, earlier Q mentioned doom and gloom, so I've got to ask, when it came to the offseason and you talking to these these Cardinals coaches, let's say Vance Joseph, what did he think the bright spot for this defense was going to be or something that they would excel at? Because you talked about the linebackers, how they don't have the development. I don't think that the corner position is really that strong either. So what are the bright spots that Vance Joseph would point to for this defense? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a really good question. I mean, it's it, you have Chandler Jones now wearing silver and black, right? He exits, and the Arizona Cardinals didn't want to have to pay him with but you guys were willing to pay him. So he exits, and, and you look at who, who's left, and J.J. Watt, he comes down with the calf issue, and unfortunately, J.J. Watt's just had a tough time getting on the field, no matter if he's wearing a Texans uniform or Cardinals uniform. So he might be available Sunday. You know, There's always high expectations for Watt and what he brings from a leadership standpoint. But if you look at the younger guys, you know, if it's not the linebackers, and, and there's still there's still expectation that they can develop and they can figure out with reps and reps and reps, but – you know, I think you have to look at something you can truly kind of hang your hat on defensively is the back end of that defense. Buda Baker is always a guy that shows up each and every week. You know, had a double-digit tackles. He looks like he shot out of a cannon. He can make plays for this team, create turnovers. And then Jalen Thompson, we'll see if he can go. A guy that just signed a pretty big extension for this Cardinals team, former supplemental draft pick, actually the only supplemental draft pick left in the NFL right now, plays the safety position at a high level, over 100 tackles last year, three picks. Um, just, just an overall beast can, can kind of do it all for you, but he's got a toe issue. We'll see he, if he's available. But, uh, yeah, real thin at the cornerback position. I don't know. Did you guys sell us damaged goods with Trayvon Mullen? We'll see if he can get the lineup this weekend. Uh, it's, it's just, uh, it's, there's not a whole lot. There's not a whole lot to be optimistic about with this team right now, especially on that side of the football. The, the offense is really going to be, have to be where they can pick things up and, and, and uh, compensate for their, their where they're short on the defensive side. 
Don't get me started on Trayvon Mullen. I'm just going to leave it alone. That's all I'm going to say. I'm just going to leave it alone when it comes to Trayvon Mullen. Again, we're talking with Bo Brock. We're talking all things Cardinals. The Raiders and Cardinals square up at Allegiant Stadium this upcoming Sunday. Of course, you can hear that game right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So, Vance Joseph, he likes to blitz. I mean, he's going to blitz, he's going to blitz, and he's going to blitz some more. How concerning is that on your end when you know that the Raiders have Renfro, they have Waller, they have Adams, they have backs that can get open? I mean, the blitz is going to – you know, you blitz too much, you get burned. So how, how concerned are you with Vance Joseph sending the sending the rush all the time? Oh, very concerned. I mean, I, I know Derek Carr is not Patrick Mahomes, and that's not an indictment on Carter. Only I think Carter would agree with me. Like, there's one Patrick Mahomes, right? And Dak Prescott's another one of those guys that's good. When you when you pressure him, he's better. Um, but, yeah, if they can gen- – they were having a tough time generating pressure. They could get it. And maybe if you can get a guy like Carr off his spot – that would help out. Uh, it, it's going to be a different game plan, but you can. You're right. I mean, Vance Joseph VJ just loves to blitz, and he likes to bring it from unique spots. But you know, it, are, do they have the guys right now? Do they have the personnel to do that? You know, if, if Mullen can go, then they'll have three capable cornerbacks, and you know that that's a big if, right? right. Uh, if if uh, but I, it, it's going to be the biggest challenge. You know, this this upcoming week with. You know, is, is Simmons really going to be – are you going to put him back on Waller if he has to play slot corner and, and cover that tight end? Um, you know, is he going to have to play safety if if a guy like Jalen Thompson can't go? So, yeah, I mean, they've really got to go back to the lab and figure out, you know, what's going to work. Maybe they should dial the pressure back. Uh, but then again, you know, then you're putting this very thin cornerback position in a position where they have to cover guys. And um, – I don't know. It's like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I think that Vance Joseph has had, you know, somewhat some success, especially as a DC, in generating pressure. And I don't think he's going to get away with what got him here. So it didn't work last week, but we'll see what the game plan looks come Sunday. All right, Bo, something else that I want to ask you about, because we're talking a lot about the question marks on this defense, but the offense as well. Kyler Murray finished with under 200 passing yards and didn't throw a single pick, but he did find his weapons, Ertz and Brown, in the end zone. But what were the struggles for the Cardinals on the offensive side? Because they only scored 21 points, and even on a good day, that's not enough to beat the Chiefs. Yeah, it, was, uh, it certainly wasn't enough. Uh, there, there was a couple missed opportunities out there. You know, you look at the overall picture, 21 points isn't that bad, but it was really seven. I mean, they scored seven in the first half and then a pair of garbage time touchdowns at the end, including that Hollywood Brown on fourth down. And um, it, it, it needs to just be a little bit crisper. I mean, they, they just need to, to be a little bit far more consistent in, in continuing drives because far too often do we see three and outs with this, with this offense where Kyler Murray, even without – DeAndre Hopkins who suspended for six games because of a PED violation. Uh, this is a this is a very potent offense. Looks like Zach Ertz should be available. He was on a snap count last week. He should be full go. Uh, Hollywood Brown just another game. Kyler said yesterday to us that he wants to get Hollywood Brown like wide receiver one numbers. He wants to get him ten targets uh, with ten you know ten catches in a game. So it'll be interesting to see how he works that in. And then you've got like AJ Green. He was on the side of a milk carton last weekend after a very encouraging first season with the Cardinals. We'll see if maybe he becomes a bigger uh, role this week. And then James Conner is somebody that needs to put you in kind of second and third and manageable. So I think that they're just going to look for a little bit more consistency, stay out there, win the time of possession a little bit more often. I think Kyler Murray's mad. You know, I think that he's, he's going to be focused. He's going to be driven to not put up another poor performance uh, in back-to-back weeks for this Cardinals 
offense, and they know what's coming from that defense. I mean, you guys, you know, the Raider Nation sunk all that guaranteed money into that pass rush and didn't get any sacks last week. You know Chandler Jones is going to be motivated to show that this Cardinals team made a mistake in letting him walk. Yeah, I agree. 100%. I think the pass rush is really going to get after Kyler, but Kyler is Kyler, right? So he's going to make a lot of plays yeah. happen, or he can. He has the potential to make a lot of plays happen. Again, we're talking with Bo Brock here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920, talking all things Arizona Cardinals as the Raiders have the Cardinals at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. And Bo, I just got a couple more questions for you. As far as what the Cardinals have to do to win this game, if they walk out of Allegiant Stadium with a W, what had to happen for them? It's because that offense went off. They showed that, hey, they can they can utilize all these playmakers. They've surrounded Kyler Murray. He's got no no more, you know, reasons to make up of why they weren't successful. You know, they, they paired him with his college best buddy, Hollywood Brown, got Zach Ertz, and then they paid James Conner this offseason. They brought back all the guys on the offensive line. There's good continuity there. They just have to they have to perform now. There's there's no more you don't have any any reasons that you can make up of why you weren't successful on the offensive side of the football. And they're going to have to carry this defense. If the defense can make a few stops, and, and you know, obviously Derek Carr is going to want to take better care of the football, I would assume, this season, this weekend, with three picks last weekend. You know, I don't think the Arizona Cardinals have the ability to force that many turnovers, but if they can get a couple of those, and then the Arizona Cardinals offense can, can really capitalize on that. That was the name of the game when this team started 7-0. and It's like they would create turnovers, they would get off the field on third down, and they would put the ball in the hands of Kyler Murray, and he would he would make it happen. He would he would not only capitalize by scoring, but he would find t- ways to get score touchdowns. And uh, you know that that's going to be how the Arizona Cardinals team can rebound and maybe ruin the the Raiders' home opener with Chandler Jones' first game in front of the Raider Nation. Final question for you: As far as the head coach goes, Cliff Kingsbury, I, I spent a lot of time before you came on talking about I wasn't a big fan, right? I'm just not. From yeah. his time at Texas Tech, I just haven't been a big believer in Cliff Kingsbury. But what is the overall feeling with Cliff? I know that the GM has a new extension. I know Cliff has an extension, and the quarterback has an extension. But what's the overall feeling right now with the the head coach? Yeah, as far as the organization or the fan base? Yeah, I think more the it? fan base than because I yeah. think the organization they 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 signed him to an extension, so they must believe in him. Right. No, and, and and this is an organization that believes progress is progress, right? It's baby steps, and they see that as progress. It's, you know, they don't. They know that Kyler was on that rookie contract, and now it's on the mega extension. And they thought that the team did a good enough job coming from 2018 to now and making the playoffs. That's enough for them. Uh, but as far as the fan base, talk about a polarizing figure. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury from the very jump. It was it was one of the most unexpected head coach hires in, in NFL history. He was fired from his alma mater at Texas Tech, going 35 and 40 in the Big 12 with Patrick Mahomes, and at one point Baker Mayfield as his quarterback. Just you know, it, it really was head scratching. He's very non traditional, and he's a player's coach to a fault. So the players love him. Like they let he lets his players pretty much do whatever and call their shots. But with that is the expectations for those guys to be professionals and to get their work done whenever, you know, to be prepared. And it worked for the first three years, right? You know, they won five games. They, they improved off th- three wins the previous season. They won eight games. They won 11 games. So they've improved every year. It's going to be very hard for Cliff Kingsbury to show improvement of 11-win playoff appearance. And I think once – if that doesn't happen, then there's going to be people are going to lose their minds, and, and he, they already are, you know, because he's so non-traditional, he's so relaxed, and he's not like the romantic idea of what you want from your head coach, where he's in the building, you know, 24 hours a day, breaking down film and football is life, and he's 
he looks like Bill Belichick or something like that. They just don't get that. They think he's this pretty boy who doesn't put in the work. And, you know, if it, if they don't win, it's not going to work and people aren't going to, you know, have an appetite for it. So it's going to come down to if they can win games, uh, that's the only way that he's going to be able to kind of hold off the, uh, the, the people with the, the torches and that coming for him in the streets. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. I believe it. He's Captain Cool. We all know that. I mean, you know, he's, he's the prettiest dude in the room, but can he coach? Can he get it done? I know that's what the fan base is saying right now in Arizona. Well, Bo, fantastic stuff, man. It's great to catch up with you and talk a little uh, Arizona Cardinals with you. What do you got coming out on uh, Phoenix Sports that we should be on the lookout for? Yeah, so J.J. Watt, he draw, he was back to the practice field today. We're breaking that all down today at 4 o'clock. You know, could Watt really play? Can 99 be back in there? And how big a boost we'll give to this defense? We're breaking that down on YouTube. Find us, PHNX Sports. There it is right there. Bo, appreciate you, my man. Keep up the good work. We'll talk soon. Likewise. Sounds good, my man. All right, there he goes. Bo Brock right there. Phoenix Sports. You can check him out on YouTube, as he said. Uh, Phoenix Sports, PHX Sports, uh, at Bo Brock on Twitter. And, yeah, man. Cardinals don't sound like they have a whole lot of good going for them, but that's the ones that'll snap. You know, all of a sudden they'll just jump up and bite you. Like, hey, yeah, this is gonna be an easy game. There are no easy games in the NFL, but I'll tell you right now, we're two for two on talking to people about the Cardinals that don't sound super high on what they can do. I think when you think of the guests for tomorrow, if they come on and be like, I think this team could win the Super Bowl, <laughs> it'd be like uh, too much of a shock. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, we'll get someone. We'll get, I think, Darren Urban will join us to talk all things Arizona Cardinals tomorrow's show. Uh, we'll see if we get a clean sweep, man, three for three. But it should be interesting. Uh, Arizona Cardinals, I think they're, um, what, minus five and a half right now? Or no, the Raiders, I'm sorry, five, five and a half. They're five and a half point favorites right now. So we'll see uh, if that line continues to move. But, uh, man, oh, man, they, it's not sounding good from Arizona's side of things. But the Raiders still have to go out there and put in their work. 248 is the time. We'll take a quick break, come back, close out hour number one. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Bill Romanowski, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. Boom. Welcome back, Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Question we're throwing out there to you. Raider Nation, listen to line 702-365-9200. Also, the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword r For the Raiders to win on Sunday, what needs to happen? Got a text from East Bay Raider Gray. Watching Marcus Johnson break down the game, Carr and McDaniels were overly aggressive. Average depth of pass, 10 yards, as opposed to Herbert, 7.5. McDaniels called a lot of deep routes against cloud coverage, five and six defenders in coverage. McDaniels and Carr need to be smarter and take what the defense gives you and take your shots when they can. I think both are smart enough to make those adjustments in the next game. It'll take pressure off the offensive line with shorter passes. That's from East Bay, Raider Gray. And, you know, that's kind of the... That's kind of the style that, you know, a lot of defenses put on Kansas City last year. They wanted them to make sure that they they checked the ball down and were slow and methodical down the field. And sometimes it worked. And, uh, you know, when the teams made them do that, a lot of times, you know, Patrick Mahomes wanted to go deep and he wanted to, you know, throw the 10-yard the ten, ten pass or wanted to go a little bit deeper. And it didn't really work out that well. And then the teams that were able to, you know, keep everything in front of them, they had some pretty good success against the Raiders. And I think that uh, Patrick Graham, he, he uh, you know, he's smart enough. Matter of fact, he did that with the Giants last year. So uh, he knows that. But the offense, on the offensive side of things, uh, I think Patrick Graham, I mean, not Patrick Graham, I think uh, Josh McDaniels and, and Derek Carr realize that as well. And that's why one of our themes earlier in the show, earlier this week was, you know, do you allow the play to develop, hold on to the ball extra long, or do you just check it down and, and take those those few yards in front of you? And that's the fine line that, you know, they've got to be able to decipher. Okay, if it's not there, how long do I wait for it to be there? 
and then okay, let's let's go ahead and just get the the short yardage in front of us and 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 live to see another day. I think that's part of the part of what you'll see from the Raiders moving forward is I think that that fine line is going to continue to be walked. But we want to hear from you at 702-365-9200. Let's go out to the phone lines, talk to our guy ABA Ivan Davis. Welcome to the show, my man. What's on your mind? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, real quick, you know, five seconds because you know, I can talk. You know, I can talk football all year. Right. Uh, as far as the quick passing game, uh, the way you help your offensive line, let's just say they, they're bull rushing all the time. Bull rush, bull rush, bull. The way you stop that is the quick passing game, but you can't live like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. Like first, second quarter, which you, you keep an eye on. You see the tongues wagging, then that's when you can go. Then that's when you take your shots deep because the pass rush slows down. After a while, they're going to get tired of blitzing and not getting there. And that takes a lot of energy. And by the third or fourth quarter, you'll be able to get your shots if you're trying to help the offensive line. Okay. As far as what the Raiders have to do to uh, get uh, <clears throat> to win that game, it's real simple. Keep uh, Kyler Murray in the pocket because his natural instinct when everything breaks down is what? Use those legs. And he has elite legs. If you make a mistake, I remember John Gruden, his first comment on Kyler Murray was, this is a quarterback that will hurt you bad if you mess up and don't contain him. He didn't say hurt you. He said hurt you bad. And that's what he'll do. This is probably the best quarterback we'll see as far as since Michael Vick as far as what he can do with his legs. Okay. And he's so got a hell of an arm, too. Let's, let's, not, let's not shortchange him. He's got a hell of an arm, too. Oh, yeah. He played baseball. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, this is a super – this is an elite quarterback if he ever gets his act together. Right. But hopefully not this week. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, thank you for the call, man. Great stuff. And, yeah, that's one of the things – and Josh McDaniels pointed that out earlier this week when I asked him about Kyler Murray. He said, hey, before we talk about his legs and anything else, the dude is a strong-armed quarterback. He is a very accurate quarterback. He can make all the throws, and he can. And I saw him firsthand. I saw him in high school. I saw him in college. And now we're seeing him in the pros, right? This dude can get it done. There's a reason why he was, uh, you know, Texas high school football player of the year, right? I mean, because that's just who he, – he was that stinking good. You know, never lost a, a, a varsity start. That, that tells you something, right? <laughs> Dude, that dude's a winner. He knows how to win. Obviously, the NFL is way different than high school football, but he's got those traits in him. He knows what to do, and he knows how to play the game. He's every, any play is still alive for quite a while when it comes to Kyler Murray, so that's going to be a guy that's going to be a big-time challenge. 257 is the time. we still love to hear from you again, 702-365-9200. we got the Salmon Ash text line as well, 69187, keyword R&R. We'll come back, get to some calls, get to some texts, also some Cover 3 action, all coming up here on Radio Nation Radio 920.